What would you think about investing in fearless as fuck coffee mugs? I'm in. For, <laughs> fuck yeah. I was staring at this while the intro played, and I'm like, this needs to say fearless. So they, they actually can. So there's a site. Uh, Travis has the site. And um, we don't pay up front for anything. It's just drop ship. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna And then when invest. you want to get yours, you can get it at a discount, like to get your own if you just want some swag for yourself or Amazing. whatever. But yeah, so like, there's no minimum order. There's none of that. It's kind of cool. Awesome. It's not the best. Like if you really wanted to sell merch to make a profit, it's not really that you shouldn't go this route. But if, if you, I just, just to get cool. your feet wet with it, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, like like up, you guys? could literally have those next week. That's that's great. Matter of fact, we're gonna do it. <laughs> that's no, awesome. I got you. I love this. We have your logo. I got you. I love Don't this. Worry. Well, welcome John Orlando to the Sticky Paws Sticky Paws podcast, yeah. the Fearless as Fuck podcast. There you go. Um, I had one of my most giant fears happen this morning, and I slept through my alarms. So, <laughs> like the one of the things that I dread the right. fucking most in this entire world. I can make you feel better. You want me to? Yes. So I get a text from Adam Lieberman right before your text that says something like, hey, my mom uh, fell and she can't get out of bed since 3 a.m. and I'm going over there. And I was like, I, I'm close to Adam. You know, he's like a little brother. So I'm like, that's not an abnormal text or an update. And then two seconds later, you send me a text that says, Hey, overslept. I'm going to be 10 minutes late. And by the way, I had just pulled up to the fucking LVAC, to the gym, because I forgot, I all, like nine. I forgot oh all about this. God, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so when I said to you, no worries, I was worried. I was like, fuck, because I had a hat on, gym clothes. I was oh like, God, I'm going to get the fucking so home and change. Yeah, so I get home, and I had, you know, Vanessa leaves for uh, wet. Wet Republic at like 10 a.m. Oh, it's Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So she works Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So, you know, she leaves at 10, like on the dot. So I left at like, you know, I, I got up with her this morning and I was like, I'm going to the gym now because I have a 12 o'clock meeting and I'm not, I know me. And like, if I don't get it done early, it's not going to happen, you know? So I'm like, I'm going over there. She's like, that's good. So I leave, you know, this is like 9.15 or something. Oh my God. And then at 9.30 is when I talked to you and I was like, oh shit, I got to get back home and change and shower and all that shit. So I, I walked back to the door and she's like, what's going on? I'm like, <laughs> I said, actually, I have a podcast with Christina Lauren <laughs> and I forgot all about that Adam canceled because he's going to take his mom. And I was, then it made sense. And then she sends me a text saying, oh, I'm running late. And I just, and she goes, and you wrote, and you said like, no worries. And I'm like, that's exactly what I wrote. And I showed her, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever slept through like a super important of course. alarm? <laughs> like what's, have you like actually missed something? Yeah. Like how about being on stage? Oh God. So I, you know, I used to do stand up <laughs> comedy and I, I, uh, I started by opening for my dad, you know, and he had a theater in Branson, Missouri. Branson, Missouri is where, um, a lot of the entertainers go, uh, I don't want to say towards the end of their career, but you know, they've toured a lot, whatever, and they, they kind of parked themselves in Branson. And Branson is like, picture the Las Vegas Strip, but instead of casinos, it's just performing arts theaters. Okay. One after another it's after a, another. It it's like kind of cool. a random city, though. It is a random city, yeah. Um, so, so my dad doesn't have a theater anymore, but that's where I started doing stand-up back in 93. And we did two shows a day, 2 o'clock and 7 o'clock. And so... I also owned a tanning salon out there. I owned a gym out there. I was like very entrepreneurial back then. So my schedule was a little nuts and I was always tired. And I fell asleep um, at like, so for the second show, it starts at seven. So I'm on from like seven to 7.30 and then my dad comes on. And uh, I'm in my dressing room at like six watching like, uh, I think it was like a football game or something I'm watching. Uh, and uh, I fell asleep 
And then at seven o'clock, I hear my theme music getting patched through the dressing room. And it's like, and now John it like a nightmare. Like, oh, it sounds God, like a legitimate nightmare. nightmare. And I like, so, <laughs> then they came down. They were like, where the fuck is he? You know, and they came downstairs and, uh, you know, the production manager was like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, I'm like, oh my God, I fell asleep. And I had to fucking run upstairs. I was all fucked up. You know, I'm all flustered. Yeah, the audience is like sitting there waiting for like 10 minutes. Like they that heard my, like, that's and now dream. John Orlando and then nothing, <laughs> just nothing. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I have been having this problem getting adjusted to nightlife hours. Mm -hmm. Like I keep thinking oh, that right. I, I keep thinking that I'm good and that I'm fine because it's what? Like, uh, I want to say Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. Because you're not just day club anymore. You're, you're no, in the nightclub. No, just nightclub, okay. which it, it's better because those doubles were wrecking me. I was like a fucking zombie. But now there's half the week that I try and stay on my normal schedule because I love my mornings. Right. And then half the week where it's absolutely impossible. <laughs> but I keep sleeping through my fucking alarms. Like there needs to be, if anybody's listening that has a connection with somebody who can help me with this, that'd be great. But I, I don't wake up to my phone. I don't wake up to my alarm clock. Like I, even if I get the right amount of sleep, really? I will just snooze through it. Sometimes to the point where I'll snooze it, I'll snooze it. I'll actually like grab it and turn it off and I'll start to have dreams about sleeping through my alarms. Wow. Then I woke up to my fucking dog in my face this morning, just sitting there staring at me. And I'm like, why is he staring at me? Like all concerned. I'm like, Oh, wait, my alarm's been going off for like a half an hour and I am not waking up well, to Well, don't it. you have someone there that can... He wasn't there today. Okay, all right. Yeah, but no, no, normally, <laughs> I didn't know what I was yes. supposed to say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, normally, I just, I've also gotten in this like bad habit that I'm like, okay, maybe I'll call Ricky if he's not staying at my house. Like, can you call and wake me up? But I don't want to get in that habit of like... Needing I, it. Of needing right. somebody. No, I get it. I used to make my mom do it sometimes. Like, hey, I think I'm going to sleep in through my alarms. Can you please call me at like 7 a.m. and get yeah. me out of bed? I could make you really jealous right now. Oh, God. I have like a <laughs> biological clock in my... See, I don't like people like you. That's, I'm telling you. I, I, you can tell me... A t matter of fact, let's do it right now. Okay? Tomorrow morning... 6.45. But pick, a, <laughs> pick a harder time. Okay. Like... Pick a harder one. What's your normal like time that you like normally just start waking up is I, it or you can you're just saying that you can pick any time pick a time pick a time in the middle like can i i'll send you a dm on instagram because that won't wake you up right okay okay so pick a time for tomorrow that you want to dm like uh 3 43 yeah, a.m i say 4 47 4 47 yeah. done Seriously? i'm gonna send you a dm at 4 47 tomorrow morning and i promise you i will not set an alarm that's wild yeah but like how i don't know that's fucking crazy. I think so many years of traveling, doing stand-up, and I had to take a lot of early morning flights, that you just train yourself to like to not rely on the like the wake-up call at the hotel. First of all, I hate waking up to an alarm or no, like it's, a phone. It's, it's super jarring. jarring. Yeah. Do you see the post that I did? It's an, for the, I hate that. For Vanessa's alarm. Did no. you see that post? No. We'll talk for a little bit. Let me let me just find okay. this real well, quick. Well, when I before I started nightlife, when I first moved out and I was living by myself for the first time, I really wanted to get into a morning routine. And so I bought one of those hatch alarm clocks. Right. They look like a little oval yep. and they are supposed to sync. Um, you can basically sync it to your phone with however you want this to happen, but it basically starts to light up very gradually, like to imitate the sunrise so just to what right. is it your um, circadian rhythm it's supposed to actually help that and so a half an hour before you actually want to wake up it'll start getting brighter mm -hmm. and then you can pick the sound and it's very soothing like mine will start with chimes and birds and it'll get louder and louder and louder and I found right. myself waking up like oh it's morning like one yeah. of those like cartoon fairy tale characters that just like oh I'm bright and chipper and yeah wonderful in the morning and you just 
feet on the floor out of bed and it was working for a while and now it doesn't work anymore. Right. And I'll try the very like loud, like, yeah, like, that. like blaring alarms and I wake up with fucking anxiety. That's too much. <laughs> so. Yeah. So for years she woke up to like, uh, uh, yeah, some no stupid fucking alarm. No. And finally I was like, okay, we're going to change this. No more of that. So oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to play this on into the mic. Okay, pick a new alarm sound, because this alarm, I can't do it anymore. You hate my alarm. You hate, you hate that I have two alarms. Two. I have like 17. Okay, this is... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's mine. I can't do it. Yeah. For five years, I'm like, okay, enough. So she's going through the different options right now. I would wake up to that one, though. Oh, God. No. No. Right? No. Absolutely not. That's what, should, that's what we picked. I can't. This is what we picked. That sounds like a fucking, like it's reminds me of a clown. It's so good. <laughs> we wake this every you wake day. up to that? We're so happy when we wake up. You wake up I to want, that, yeah, though. It's called um, it's By a, the Seaside. It works? You wake up to that. It's I feel like I'm going to sleep right through that. It's the best. It is the best. You need to, I you gotta need figure to this start out. using By the Seaside. I'm telling you. It's a nice little happy song and it just keeps playing. You're all good. Oh my god! I just, Animals like it. I just, it's good. I Dom just had love it. Da- yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. He's he's starting to adapt to me though, and he will just snooze the whole really? morning. Yeah, I mean, I'll wake up with him just like face to face with me, like super obnoxious. Yeah. But at least he won't wake me up at like the fucking crack of dawn. Yeah. But um, I just had deja vu with you playing that in the phone or in the mic because I don't know if you saw the episode where I played back that message you left me. I did about see that. about yeah like, about I was like maybe you're just not cut out for this or something. Yes, I was like giving you shit. Yes. For those of you guys who don't know, <laughs> this is the man behind that episode. Um, John has encouraged me a lot during this podcast, and um, I wanted to ask you about your how this whole podcast studio started because yeah. he just celebrated the 200th episode yeah. 200 yeah. episode of action junkies podcast and had dana white here and it was yeah. super cool so, so congrats cool. on right. that you came by that's i right. came by yeah. well yeah. that was really exciting you know i mean you know i'm a huge ufc fan I yeah know you, anyone that follows me knows you know i'm always posting about ufc and stuff and i got a couple friends that, that fight um and i've been following the ufc since maybe like hardcore since like maybe 2001 and um you know, Dana is just, he's the coolest executive of a company I think that we've ever seen. I mean, you know, yeah. just anyone that drops F-bombs, we've never seen someone, like he's the president of a multi-billion dollar company at press conferences, dropping F-bombs and getting on Instagram and calling people out, you know, calling them dummy and whatever. I mean, it's just, it's so gangster. It's like no filter. How do you not love it? Like yeah. he's not this proper, prim and proper CEO or president of a company like he says whatever's on his mind. You know, that's why we like Gary V too, right? Yeah. Same thing. But you know, Gary has this uh, side of like compassion that you know, um, <laughs> but, like if Gary runs into a hater, Gary's more like you know, what's going on with you? What what's what's happening well, in your life that's causing you to lash script. out like this? Right? Yeah. Where Dana's like, fuck you, dummy. Like, <laughs> you don't like <laughs> it? Don't a, buy it. Yeah. Both, both effective. <laughs> both effective. But I I like it. I like Dana's style. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was cool. I mean, you know, I started this five years ago. Action Junkies, I, um, oddly enough, I was listening to a lot of Gary V back then. And, you know, it seems like every 10 years I do, I change gears. So, like, I did stand-up comedy for 10 years. Then I owned a PR firm with Gio, who hosts Fitness Junkies, for, for 10 years. Uh, then I was in the mobile tech space for, like, five years. Didn't really like it. wasn't really for me. Um, and then I was, like, at a crossroads. You know, I was, I was well, what was I five years ago? 46? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's that hurts. Or, yeah, or, yeah, that doesn't matter. Anyway, um, five years ago. Yeah, that hurts. It so hurts. But um, you know, I was like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Because the, you know, the the cool thing about when you're an entrepreneur and is you work for yourself. No one tells you what to do. Uh, it is a lot of stress because it's, you know, people always say to me, like, you don't have a nine to five. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm like, I'm like, I have a 24 seven. What are you talking about? Like, and I know what they mean when they say you don't have a nine mm -hmm. to five. And I get, you know, it's like I trade the stability of uh, the same check every two weeks and a 401k and health benefits for trying to hit one out of the park. You know, problem is, you know, I'm 52 now. And I've, I always say I've hit a lot of singles and doubles. I haven't hit a, I haven't hit a home run yet in business, you know? Um, so at some point this can really backfire on me if I don't hit a home run because, you know, when I'm 60, 65, 70, I could be facing like, now what? And that's really scary. It's like the risk versus reward when For it sure. comes to this kind of stuff. And right. I think that's the thing that I can speak as like a baby entrepreneur. I yeah. think that's the scary thing about taking the leap into entrepreneurship is, yeah. is this what you're saying right yeah. now. And it keeps people, a lot of people from actually even attempting it. Yeah. You know, and, and so I was listening to uh, ODing on Gary V, you know, five years <laughs> Gary ago. Gary V overdose. Yeah, for real. And, you know, and he, I, he was saying, you know, he's giving like life advice to people and he kept saying like triple down at what you're good at. And in my head, I was like, I'm good at talking. That's what I'm good at. As silly as that sounds. And so then all, I didn't want to go do stand up again. I never, even though I did stand up for 10 years, I never considered myself a comedian. I was, I was almost like a, a host that told jokes kind of thing. Like, Why couldn't you associate yourself with the word comedian? Cause I wasn't, I'm not a strong writer. I have a good delivery and I have good, um, I'm good off the cuff. You know, I, you, I, you could sit me in a room full of comedians at a dinner table and I feel like I'll hold my own just fine. If not be one of the funniest guys at the table. I don't mean that arrogantly, but like mm -hmm. I'm confident when I want to flip the switch and be really funny, I can be really funny. Um, but writing material is a whole nother thing, you know, uh, and I wasn't really good at that. I think I might have gotten better because I've been kind of fucking around with it a little bit because I've been kind of considering maybe maybe I do something again. Maybe not. I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. We'll see. But um, yeah, so I never considered myself a comedian, but I was like, you know, what could I do where I'm where I'm talking and podcasting just made sense. There's no barrier to entry. All you need is you don't even need this setup. I mean, this is great, but. Just talk it into your iPhone and putting it up, on, you can do that. Like, so if you're listening, like, you don't need this setup. I mean, this is great. But when I started the podcast, we weren't even on video. We were, you know. Just we audio. Were, yeah, me and Jake Ellenberger were down at Hollywood Park just talking on microphones. We did it in my friend Jeff Cohen's apartment building one day. We interviewed Ethan Suppley. Do you know who that is? I don't. Ethan Suppley is an actor. He used to be probably uh, 300 pounds, maybe more. He was in um, Remember the Titans, the, okay. the high school football movie. movie. Okay, so the big fat guy. Yeah. Okay. okay that's Ethan Suppley. He has since lost three people. Holy and shit. And he is a shredded beast. I think he's on Stranger Things. Oh, I love that show. I think show. he's on that show. Okay. You've seen him in Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, this okay. guy has been in there with DiCaprio and big actors. You know, he's he's a good character. So actor, he was your first. Or a good actor person you had on the podcast no he wasn't you, first, I'm sorry, but, you were co-hosting so it was me and jake doing action junkies uh this was like in our first year maybe our second year and we uh we interviewed our contract with hollywood park ended and so we didn't have a place to do the show so we just did the show wherever you know in the gym where he trains at my apartment wherever and somehow we ended up doing the show at my friend jeff's house or his his apartment in 
in like uh, Toluca Lake. <laughs> so but right. Ethan Supley, I mean, think of how crazy that is. Like, it just goes to show you that like, there's no rules and people are really forgiving. I mean, Ethan Supley's a really accomplished actor. I mean, this guy's made millions of dollars. He may not be a, like a household name, but when you look at him, you're like, oh God, I've seen him. And he's one of those guys like, yeah, I've seen him in, every, in everything, mm -hmm. but I can't name one movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, he's one it's, of those people. Familiar. Yeah. And uh, we, can you imagine though? Like, hey, can you be on our podcast? Yeah, Jake got him. And he was like, yeah, sure. I'd love, you know, he's a fight fan, whatever. He's like, where? He's like, oh, we're going to do a, you know, this apartment. And, and he shows up. And he shows up. That's pretty awesome. so wild, right? So to go from that to Dana White in my own studio for my 200th episode is like, I was high on life. I mean, I, I didn't even know what to say. The fact that that guy, everyone's pulling that guy for attention, you know? And the fact that, uh, you know, I've known him for eight years. I've never hung out with him socially. He gives me tickets to the fights. Um, and he's super nice. You know, I'm always thankful when I see him. I don't really bug him. You know, I'll text him sometimes like, oh, what a knockout, you know, if they're, yeah. if they're out of town. Or sometimes I'm four rows behind him and I'm texting him, what a knockout, you know, uh, during a fight. But for him to take the time to come over and, and spend almost an hour with us is like, it just blows my mind. It just goes down to the fact that you just never know what could happen from something. And I remember you yeah. telling me about this when I first showed up here because I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know why I'm here. I really don't know what I'm, what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> but you really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, even the person who I just had on my podcast, Brian and Bobby, until you collapse, that might have yeah. been. Or even Ali great. Harding, the TikTok star. Like, yep. those people I would not have had connections with unless I had taken a shot on myself right. to put my content out there with the inner dialogue sometimes for myself not being the best of being like what the fuck am i doing or yeah. like who's gonna listen to this shit or like who am i to be talking on a podcast yeah like why yeah and it's funny how we put barriers in front of ourselves. i did it with dana i opened the show with dana it's me adam lieberman jake ellenberger long time he's retired ufc fighter um and and dana to my right right here right and i opened the show and i said jake can you imagine five years ago when we started this little show uh, you know, you know, we always dreamed of having Dana White, and today for our episode 200, we have Dana White. Dana says, five years? You just asked me to do it for the first time a week ago." You're like, <laughs> meaning uh, I was thinking about it, <laughs> right? Like, meaning like we could have had him probably at any point. He would have yeah. said yes, and it took five years for me to get the balls because I felt like we weren't worthy. I felt like you know what the show should. I wanted. I didn't necessarily want a favor. It's weird. It's like. Life is favors. Life is your connections. Life is your network. Life is, you know, you level up based on your network of colleagues, friends, family, right? Uh, most Usually a doctor is going to, if your dad's a doctor, you're probably going to be a doctor or you're going to have a good shot. You know, if your dad went to Harvard, you're probably going to go to Harvard. That is how life works. And there's nothing wrong with that. And for some reason, maybe because I grew up with a famous dad, I want to do it like on my own or, or whatever it is. You and, didn't want to hand out. Right. I didn't want to hand out. It's like I wanted to ask Dana when I felt like the show deserved him. And I don't even think that we got there when I did ask, but I was like, fuck it. We're, we're, <laughs> we're almost 200 episodes in. It's time to piggyback on Uncle Dana. Right. So, um, you know, so I finally asked him. But it, it, it his response like tells me every, it's like, fuck, man, like I should have probably asked him. Because what it's done in this last week is unbelievable. I got brands reaching out to me. I've got other fighters now reaching out to me. People that left me on read uh, for a while. Yeah, they're for opening a while, their messages or again. Like, now they're <laughs> opening their messages. Hey, great job, whatever. So, 
you know, it just, it's so important not to put uh, obstacles in front of you. There's a life gives you enough. Don't you add don't need to, to it. add to it for sure. I like what you said too about um, the fact that it is all about your network and who you can meet and network with and surround yourself with. But I think people can get that twisted and also say like, oh, well, they're lucky because of this or right. they had they're lucky they had those connections um, because they happen to know somebody and they look at it in kind of a negative way. Yeah. Versus actually maybe thinking about the fact that this person did the footwork to put themselves into a position. For sure. It's not luck all of the time. It's not luck that I wound up meeting Gio who introduced me to this studio. I was just going to say that. And so I, that's a perfect example. I think this is what got in my head personally yeah. for a while. So I, I'm glad that I'm you so brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up <laughs> because it's a perfect example. I was actually going to bring this up oh, great. just now. <laughs> so think about this. Some random guy, uh, he first slid into your DMs or he saw you in person? He DM'd me. Okay. So some random guy DMs you so that he's already Professionally. One... No, no, of course. Well. <laughs> of course. But... You don't know that yet. No. Because a I did lot not. of people use that as the ang the professionally as the angle, the angle and then there's a bait and switch. Yes. Right? Like Geo's not wired that way. Fucking percent right. of the time. But, I should show you my DMs right, right. now. Right. So Geo's one of thousands of guys, and I'm probably right when I say thousands that DM you over the course of let's just say six months. Mm -hmm. I bet you get a thousand DMs over six months from guys that now it's like, hey, be on my podcast. Okay, so now you're going to do a little homework, maybe, and you're going to click on, let me see the podcast. At that time, I would imagine Fitness Junkies probably had 150 to 200 followers. It was small. Small. Mm -hmm. It's still small. It's still new. But you easily could have taken the tone of like, I've got however many you know followers. This is too small. This isn't worth my time. I don't know this dude. Right. I don't even trust him. Fuck him, yeah. right? You didn't do that. Well, first you might have ignored the DM. Then he saw you in person or something, right? Right. I wound up meeting him. Okay. I ran into him at the gym and right. I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, oh, wait, he's nice and normal right. and right. polite. And this doesn't sound, okay, this isn't weird. Right. And so just you being open-minded enough to take that shot and not look at it like, well, what's in it for me? Like, you know, I'm going to do this small podcast, but yeah. who's even going to hear it? It's I a small podcast. I was also terrified, too. To be on, to just be on camera and to do, be, yeah, right for sure. I was like, "What's yeah. this guy gonna ask me?" I had also just right. gotten out of that crazy sure. shit, so I'm you like, were a little banged up." Do I? Well, I was like, "Do I want to answer questions?" Kind of thing, right? Right. But just you being open minded enough to do that led to this, yeah, for you. Led to your own show. Whenever you fucking want, you come in here. It's amazing when you think of of one little thing. You, you never know what one little thing's gonna turn into. You know, I learned. I don't know if I. Told you this a long time ago. Did I tell you my pussycat doll story? Yes, and I right. loved it because so I had it, I've worked for Robin. It sums it up. You know, yeah. it's just like you know, I was like, what is? I was judgy and whatever, and like I just didn't have the vision to see like that someone could develop Your what I'm looking at into something like... bigger, right? And I missed out on a massive fucking payday. Do you know what I mean? Massive, like massive. And just, remind me, that was because you got prompted the idea of the Pussycat Dolls. I, she showed me, uh, my, through my buddy Jimmy, she showed me a video. This was a, they had portable CD players at I the remember time. those. Okay. <laughs> so he goes, uh, come to lunch, I want you to meet someone. I'm like, all right, fine. Uh, you know, fastest way to my heart is through food. So I'm in. You had me at lunch, right? So we go to lunch, and she cracks open this DVD player, and uh, 
I'm watching this act. It's just a, like a burlesque act. One girl in sexy lingerie, not even that like hot, whatever, uh, with a chair, singing around this chair and dancing and whatever. And I was just like, I kept looking at him like, are you fucking kidding me right now? What am I going to like, what, you know, and then it was done. And it's like, what do you think? And all eyes on me, you know, just two of them. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, what am I going to say? And she says, yeah, so I'm looking for $10,000 for 20%. I'm like, for what? What do you mean? She's like, I'm going to develop it. And I was like, develop what? And she's like, that act. And in my head, I'm like, is this girl delusional? Like, that was terrible. <laughs> um, it was terrible, unwatchable. And it ended up being Robin Anton, Pussycat Dolls. It's the founder of the Pussycat Dolls, who yeah. went on to sell, I don't know, 100 million records? I mean, I don't even know what they went Something on to insane. sell. But certainly 20% of Pussycat Dolls would have been... A nice chunk of change. Millions of dollars. And she didn't seem nervous or like self-doubting in any way. No. I'm sure. She was like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm going to you know, do She was it. a choreographer for the Lakers. <laughs> I didn't know who she was or anything like that. But it wouldn't have mattered to me. I was looking at the DVD and I'm just like, this is terrible. You know, but. You didn't see what she saw. No. And I don't know dance enough. And yeah. I, you know, I grew up in show business, obviously. But I was just like, I didn't get it. I didn't understand like. You know, and she didn't get it either at the time, you know, but she knew she trusted her own instincts and her her years of being a, a choreographer and a dancer that, you know what, I can take I'm start it's starting with this as a concept and it'll evolve and eventually it evolved into pussycat dolls. Yeah, you know? that's the kind of thing I try and remind people to when they ask me about not even just the podcast, but about um, trying to find their purpose because sometimes their purpose and their passion can align sometimes it's it's not right because i feel like this is part of my purpose but i never ever ever saw the podcast being part of that vision because it right. started with mentorship with fitness coaching and nutrition right. like it never was this and then evolved and pi i pivoted just a little bit with covid yep. with my clients needing advice and right. i'm like okay maybe this will turn into more phone calls. And I'm like, okay. So I went from talking to my clients on the phone and giving them the same things I talk about in the podcast to we should start doing group sessions. And now yeah. I have group Zoom calls and I'm inviting people in to hear me talk. Yeah. So if I actually really look back, this thing has been in the works for a while. I just never fully right. saw it. Just like how Robin started showing you this girl on a DVD and the end thing wound up being a show and a group and record labels. So you just never know. Yeah. Um, that goes back to taking a shot on yourself, yeah. I think. I had another guy, uh, a buddy of mine, took a meeting uh, with this guy that had a restaurant restaurant concept. And, uh, you know, like a sports bar kind of, a lot of beers on tap, whatever. And we were just like, you know, it's so hard. A restaurant, like, you know, it's like the highest risk business you could want to get into. Um, same thing, I think. It was, it was 200, 200 grand or $250,000 for 10 or 20% yard house. Yes. <laughs> Yard house. I've seen a couple of those. You know, <laughs> I think he sold it for like 150 million or something. You know, that's insane. Just, you never so know. you were saying that about every like five or ten years or so, yeah. you felt like pivoting in your career. Yeah, I think that's the other thing too. I don't know what demographic of age ranges of people this or when this stopped with like you find a career out of college, you pick it, and that's what you do, and you have labeled yourself right. for the rest of your life. Right. And I feel like. Maybe it was like in my college years, I think people started breaking away at this. And the idea of the idea of changing your career sounded like insane. Yeah. Like you like don't you're crazy. You're people talk you nuts. out of it. What are you doing? 
Yes. And I noticed that when I started, and not that I'm sick of doing hair because I still love it and I still do it part time. Mm -hmm. And now I actually love it even more because I feel like I'm not burning myself out. Yep. But when I started telling people that I wanted to quit and go towards fitness, they were like, you're fucking nuts. Like, mm -hmm. why would you ditch your career? And I'm like, why do I have to be labeled as one thing right. for the rest of my life? And I know it's also my parents' generation that look at that as fucking insane because yeah. you're a quote unquote an adult. You've figured this out. You've built this. Why would you just pivot and shift? Right. And it's the, and my, my sister's going through this right now. She just quit or she didn't wind up quitting life through her a, a curveball, and her company that she worked for got sold. Oh, wow. But I'm like, this is, this is, this is it though. Like there's a reason why, because yeah. you've been looking for this like foot out of this and to yeah. start transitioning to what you really want to do. And life is going, okay, here, you're, right. you're done with this, lost her company car and she is out of her job now, but it's putting her on the right track to pursuing what's making her happy. Sure. And Where so does she, live? she lives in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, her goal is to be completely nomadic, which oh. is amazing. Like that's, that's so cool to me. Fear. Like that's, frightening to she me she is literally fearless as yeah fuck. i actually I'm, tr I'm trying to get her out here pretty soon so i can talk to her about it because she even has a podcast about oh. it too but she started down the spiritual journey um with like ayahuasca and psychedelics and things yep. like that and it really helped her open up her perspective because she i think i just totally veered off what i was talking it's about okay. whatever this one's actually really cool she um was so upset about her job because she grew up or her and I both grew up with this idea that like we have to make money to be successful, yeah. which I get it. Like I get it. Money buys back your time. Money buys back um, experiences. It makes you free. Yeah. But there's also like a really negative connotation with money and chasing money. And so she did. She went to college and she did so well. She was the kid that was always told that she was like too ADHD. She got held back a year and like um, younger, like elementary school times, she was always, she always felt like she wasn't good enough, smart enough. She's like really little. So she, I think in her head, um, she also was like in my shadow a little bit. She really wanted to make something of herself and she fucking did. Mm -hmm. Went to college, got a scholarship, like aced it, went out of college and started working in PR. Oh, hated the people. She thought she wanted <laughs> to be in LA and she was like, like entertainment PR. Or, um, you know? She was dealing with influencers. Like when, oh, inf God. Like, okay. yes. So like, I think it might be even worse. Mm -hmm. It was back when like the influencer thing started. So yep. these small marketing companies, she would pair influencers with brands and yep. things like that, which sounded like, what company like, was she at? Do you know? Carrie Feinstein. Shut up. Do you, of course I know I Carrie know Feinstein. What, I don't, but I, I, yeah. don't, I just remember that name. So she worked for that company. Okay. And she was just getting really miserable because she was like, I want to be the influencer. She's like, why do all these girls get to... Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 yeah. She worked for her. Yeah. But she was like, why can't I be one of these influencers? Like, she's like, I see these girls getting to go to these, like, these influencer lunches and get paid to show up to eat and take pictures of their fucking food and, like, with these brands. And she's like, and right. you're mean. Right. She's like, I want to be able to do this. Um, so she wound up quitting and then going back into working into pharmaceuticals, which obviously made her a lot of money, but she's fucking miserable. Right. Where I, were we? I think I was basically just saying that uh, my sister got into pharmaceuticals. Right. Um, she started traveling, realizing that like it wasn't it. Like it's yep. not it. She'd take these trips and she'd come back and she'd be so emotional because she's like, I felt my best when I was traveling. I'm like, well, yeah, everyone feels great on vacation. Sure. But I understood what she meant. And she's kind of, she just does so well on camera too. So she started vlogging and she's really good at content creation. I'm like, you just need to like run with this. And she kept running with it. Then started getting into all this 
ayahuasca, just like spiritual journeys, like um, healing and all this stuff. And she right. started really like honing in on it. I literally felt like she was a different person. And really? I'm like, I feel like you just woke up. Like, God, I hear that amazing. so much. I hear that from everyone that does that. It's insane. Like I still attribute some of my like perspective shifts and my eye opening, like wake the fuck up, Christina, to some tools that I used to help me with that. Mm -hmm. And my sister now is looking into becoming a psychedelic integration coach. And I'm like, look at fucking that. Like, right. when would you ever think that? Because it's it's still not decriminalized in right. all states, but sure. it's, it's literally becoming something like they have clinics that do treatments yep. for people. There is a lot of, um, Psych is it psychologists or psychiatrists that can administer? I can't remember, I but fuck it up. I always hook yeah. it up too. But they are treating patients with complex post-traumatic stress disorder and regular PTSD with microdoses of psychedelics mm -hmm. and um, ketamine and things like that. So anyway, she found a lot of interest in all of this stuff. I did so, try that once. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was that? <laughs> uh, honestly, I feel like all it did was kind of keep me up in in. Uh, have we had this discussion? In, no. From 2000 to 2001, I was a very bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never drank my whole life. But am I interrupting your train of thought right no, now? No, okay. I think that was pretty much it. Okay. But I do want to hear about this. But that's what my sister is now yeah. pursuing is becoming like a, a healer and a coach to help that. And this is absolutely her calling. Yeah. But she had to go down this path to have it all aligned. And I remember during this whole time, she'd be like, why can't I figure out my passion? Why can't I figure it right. out? Why can't I figure out my purpose? I have no purpose. And I'm like, yeah. yes, you do. Like you just might, it might not look like what you think it is. Right. And it might take all of these little bits of your journey to lead yeah. you there, but you can't skip that mm. part. And other people don't have to sign off on it. No. And right? I, it doesn't no. have to please whatever you'd want to do. doesn't have to be pleasing to anyone but you. No. I mean, I've even overheard people like through the grapevine talking shit about this podcast. And I'm like, Bitch, you probably haven't even listened to it and right. you want to talk shit about it because you, it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. So you will make other people uncomfortable. That's crazy. You've actually, okay. like, friends of yours, like, talking or so-called friends? or No, I would not call them okay. friends. Acquaintances. Like, acquaintances, okay. yeah. But it's it's funny how you can get more support sometimes from people you don't even know. than your than I mean, my close circle is completely supportive, but that my close circle is very small. It took the Dana White podcast for some of my friends I've known 30 years to, to go, wow, hey, I'm like, where the crazy? fuck were you for episodes one through 199, bitch? So where why, have you been? <laughs> where have you, you been? Why do you think it takes so much more to get your like closer friends? Not, I don't want to say close friends because you're close yeah. friends support, but like, yeah, but some don't, but some don't. Why does it take so much to get people you know better yeah. on board than somebody who will stumble across you on the internet. I find that so yeah. interesting because sometimes I'll get more supportive emails. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? Right. But they support it. Yeah, it's weird. And in all fairness, it's like some of them, almost all my friends, they're supportive when it comes to the clips, social media, mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily listen to the show. And I get it. I mean, it's just, there's a lot, you know, I'm a, I have really good friends that send me content. Hey, you got to watch this. And, and I don't, it. I don't, it, it's not their content. It's just content they think I'll like that. Right. But if it's an hour long or whatever, it's like, I like my baseball. I like Ozark. I got the things I like, but it's weird, but it's, it's strange. I'll watch Molly's game or rounders Two of my two favorite poker movies. I've watched rounders. It's at a point now, if I'm watching rounders, 
It's with Matt Damon and Ed Norton. It's a great movie. John Malkovich. It came out in like 1998. I kid you not, I've seen, I'm not kidding, Christina. <laughs> 200 times I've seen this movie. It's a lot. Okay. It's at a point where I, I probably watch it two to four times a month. Okay. If Vanessa's coming down the staircase and she sees that I'm watching Rounders, <laughs> she literally stops in her tracks and, and I can feel the presence. And I look up and she's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Again? <laughs> and she turns again? around and goes right back up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, again, um, I'll watch Rounders for the 203rd time before I'll watch some random YouTube video that my friend sends me that says, you got to watch this. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I don't have a reason. So I guess you just really have to want to buy into what it right. is. And not everyone's going to be a podcast listener yeah. either. Not everyone's going to want to listen to your subject. Right. So it's I like just, they get the small dose on the clips, and that's them watching the show in yeah. their eyes. Well, there's also a lot of people whose attention span is very... Right. Like, I, I like podcasts, so I always have them on in the background. But yeah. not everyone likes that. So I guess you really can't expect everyone to jump on board. And they'll show their support right. in different ways. So yeah. I guess that's understandable. But then I had a weird thing has happened. I've had multiple people after seeing the Dana episode say, wow, that's really cool. Like you're, you're like tight with Dana. You know, you should go work for the UFC. And I'm just like, motherfucker, you guys are not paying attention to what I'm doing. Like that's like work. frustrating. So I just had this guy on, I don't want to say I'm a peer, but I'm closer to a peer of his than I am an employee. I'm clearly not an employee. You want me to go from having the ability to get him to come be on my show for an hour, hung out with him socially the other night, last Friday, for a long time, having a lot of fun, fucking you know, gambling and just hanging out in bar, you know, whatever. You want me to go from that to, hey, can I have a job? That, that and work like for you? boils my fucking blood. I don't think that person was And these were thoroughly. close friends. Maybe they weren't thinking this through. Their best interest is, they have your best interest at heart, but yeah. they are wired differently. They are yes. nine to five wired, and they're all about security and stability, and, and they see my grind. But it's like weird. Like if you've known me, like one, I've known 30 something, actually 40 years. Little League, high school baseball, still best friends. One of my best friends, you know, since childhood. They're just not looking at it the and same way. And he's like... Yeah, you should get, and I'm like, why would I want to do that? And he's like, stability, you know, whatever. And, he's, and I'm like, dude, are you not paying attention to what I do? First of all, I'm 52. Do you not, you, you've seen me now at life for a long time. I've never worked for anyone. Now you want me to go work for fucking Dana White in the UFC? The fact that your brain isn't why, like the right thing for you to say is, wow, maybe you could get him to invest in some of your shit. If you're, if you're paying attention to what I'm doing, that's the, is what you should say. Yeah. Not, you should go work for him. Like, what are you talking about? But I think that that's the big difference between the people who have the entrepreneurial mindset and the people who don't. 100%. Because and you can't get I, mad at them. No, you, and there's right. nothing to be mad at about that. They're just, like you said, they're not seeing it the same way. Right. And I mean, the same people who will be like, well, are you getting paid for your podcast? That's the question I get a lot. <laughs> right. Do you are make you, any money? Do you make any money? Like, how much money are you making? I'm like, I'm not. And right. they're like, well, why are you wasting you're not your time? Yet. I'm like, not yet. And that's what I've said. Like, right. I, it doesn't if matter. You open a restaurant it doesn't happen tomorrow, right away. If you open a restaurant tomorrow, you're going to have an equipment loan, right? Or you're going to have investors. One of two things. You're going to have investors or you're going to take out a business loan for the oven and the so grill and the hood. And you're in debt. You're not making any money yet. 
right? You open for business and you know, a couple people for lunch trickle in and dinner's a little whatever and maybe Friday and Saturday night's good, but the weekdays suck, right? Depending on your location, whatever. In your mind, you're like, I opened a restaurant and I'm hoping after the first year we start making money. Yeah. Why is podcasting different for people? It's because weird. I think people see it as just like a little hobby or something right. like that, which that's cool. A lot of people have podcasts just for a hobby, but sometimes the hobbies are like what you can take and be like, I should build off of this. Right. This could be really cool. But And by the way, money, here's another thing I've, I've learned over the years. Money doesn't have to be actual currency. That's right? a good point, so actually. So if you're able to get, like, what's the guy you just had on? Brian. Okay, you had him in, in studio, right? Oh, no, via Zoom. Oh, it was Zoom. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you had his attention for an hour. Where else are you going to get that? That's the thing. It's Did like, you know him? I, that's another good story. I met him through Instagram because somebody okay. tried to scam me imitating him. Oh, wow. That's cool. And it was really interesting because I... I was looking for a company to work with because I took your advice and I'm like, I'm going to go pitch myself. Like right. if no one's going to come to me because my fucking account's shadow banned, I'm going to go find it. Right. And I was looking up brands that I really liked their message and the Till You Collapse company was like really fucking cool. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to add the CEO um, and the company and see if I can like figure out who to message because you never know who to talk to these days. Right. And I added Till You Collapse and right away, uh, oh, I added Brian. And then right away, I saw Brian to Bobby added, followed you. And I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Right. Not realizing that it was a mirrored account. Mm. And that's a big scam people right. are doing. I don't even One know One letter's that, off. Or like uh, an underscore. An, another L or a longer yes. underscore. There's so many little tricks they can do. It's and you just can't, so at, a, at a quick small. glance, you can't tell the difference. Yeah. And they've actually padded the accounts too. So like it looks at first it looks glance the part. legit. They're ripping all his videos off and posting them. Yes. And it looks the part. Yeah. And this had actually just happened to me with um, an energy worker that I had tr was trying to get a session with. Yeah. They actually got a good $85 for me before I realized it was a scam. So I felt fucking pissed. Ugh. So Ricky pointed out to me, he goes, Christina, is that the right account? And I'm like, God damn it. No, it's right. not. But I was just so excited. Right. So anyway, I was like, I'm going to find the real account and tell him. I'm sure he's heard it. But I was like, hey, just wanted to give you a heads up if you didn't know there's an account trying to scam you. And so we started talking. And he goes, have you tried my clothes before? And I was like, <laughs> funny that you mentioned that I actually was going to reach out to you. He's like, let's jump on a FaceTime call. And I was like, fuck. Really? Like, right. you're going to take the time to right. do that? And he followed it up when right. we actually talked about the fact that he really likes to invest in his athletes and make sure people who are wearing his clothes right. are worthy. Not, I'm sorry, not no, worthy, but I like not just a random person that just wants free shit. Right. So Someone that's that really how likes we, the brand. Yeah, yeah. So that's how we develop that connection. Yeah, and who knows what that turns into? Like, it doesn't have to. Example, I've known Dana White eight years. Getting tickets from him for eight years. Yeah. He just now was on the podcast because apparently he would have come earlier had I had the balls to ask him. But, you know, that turns into money, not necessarily with Dana, but like now that I had Dana, it leads to who can't I reach out to now? Yeah. I can reach out to just about anyone I want. And at least I have a stamp of approval. Like, look, I got Dana. Dana found me worthy yeah. for 48 minutes or whatever it yeah. was. Right. It's you like, never know. You never know. So when people ask you, like, you know, are you making money? Like, it's it's you're building the brand. So it's like, at what point? How, how do you know that the next offer you get for someone to uh, sponsor you, whether it's clothes, supplements, whatever? How do you know that it's not because they saw a clip? Yeah. Just because they don't tell you doesn't mean it is. It's like I used to argue with this with brands all the time. Like, 
because when I reach out to sponsors, and if you've started reaching out yet, you'll get this. They'll all say to you, how many people listen, right? Yeah. And I they tell them, I tell everything. them it doesn't matter. All that matters is the clips. What matters is because that gets circulated, right? The, like I have, you know, on a on a on an average like this show, it can be ten thousand people, let's say, right? But six point one million people saw a TikTok clip with Dana White. Five point five million saw Facebook Reels or Instagram Reels with Dana White. That's a game changer. Yeah, that's our numbers. And sometimes it's it just millions takes like see one this. thing for the right. domino effect to start happening. Right. Especially with the way it is now with the algorithm. Right. And I, I used to one. tell like the, the, the people at the brands I would be talking to because they how many how many people are listening and how long are they listening? And none of that matters. It's like it's weird. At what point did you buy Gucci cologne? Was it the magazine ad, the billboard or the TV commercial? Or is it because you, by the time you saw the TV commercial, you had seen the ad in the magazine and the billboard or two billboards, right? Or Calvin Klein underwear or whatever it is. At what point did you pull the trigger, right? You saw the billboard, you saw the ad, you saw the commercial, and then your friend showed up and you were like, what's that? What is that cologne? And he was like, Gucci, right? Yeah. It's like, it's all of that. So when you're talking to brands about sponsoring the podcast and they start throwing that, well, how many listen? Like they're not even asking the right questions. No. They've just been brainwashed to ask these silly little questions. And I always tell them like, it's one less billboard, right? If you're spending 25 K or 10 K or whatever it is for a billboard on the strip that who's looking at that billboard. Yeah. The passengers are buried in their phone. The drivers are buried in their phone. <laughs> Me and myself included. So, you know, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, It's like down is the new up. They're not looking up at billboards. They're in their phone. Yeah. So if you're putting out content, that is a billboard. Yeah. You know? Especially with the TikTok um, podcast clips. And now mm -hmm. people who aren't even like listening. And now that we have the captions, those help too. And it's yeah. crazy how many people I, I know have gotten more into podcasts because they saw the podcast clips. For sure. There's something, for me, I like watching things. So, yeah, me too. And that's fucking cool that Spotify has it now. Or if you're on yeah. Spotify, you're probably watching our faces. Yeah. But it, yeah, it just has that effect. That's how I actually got in contact with Andy Frizzella, who I have my fingers crossed will still come on this podcast because of Brian. Yeah. My, he great. saw my clip. Right. So you, you just don't know. Right. You don't know. It's like, yeah. It, yeah I mean, I get it. We all want to make money. The, sooner the better with something like a podcast or whatever, but sometimes it takes time. So I posted a clip actually of Brian recently. I only had one, I mean, it didn't get a lot of traction, but it reminds me of like the, we've had this conversation, the trolls that show up on yeah. TikTok and Instagram, which now I just get like a lot of entertainment out of this. Mm -hmm. But the clip I had posted was about not making money your first priority. Or no, I, Actually, that's not even the right verbiage. Not focusing on not chasing money. Yeah. If you stop chasing your passion, you start chasing money, you can potentially lose sight of yeah. like the goal. And I understand that you need money to pay your bills. Like there's, there are people who have like thrown caution to the wind and be like, I'm going to just quit my job and I'm going to go full force with something and I have no money to my name and it is risky. I think you have to assess your situation because like mm -hmm. say you have kids. Yes, of course. I don't expect you to quit your fucking job and then sure. just go pursue your t-shirt company. Like <laughs> right. that's, that's really hard. And there are a few people like Brian who have some really fucking crazy stories about yeah. the, the risks that they took to pursue something. But there is also a balance of like, you know, like myself right now, I have jobs right now that don't align with my 
goal of fearless, but sure. they are supporting, they're playing a supporting role right. in me pursuing that where like some people work their nine to five and after their five, they work their what, six to midnight right. to chase their dreams. Right. So like there is that, but I think people get really triggered when they hear people talking about how they've like, oh, your purpose isn't going to pay your bills kind of thing. And right. they'll kind of you know, go off on tangents about that and like, well, here's your fucking reality check, Christina. Like, it's not that easy. I'm like, well, yeah, it's not fucking easy. Yeah. Like, it's not really like that. But how do you feel about that statement if somebody's like, I can't just quit my job to chase my passion. My passion's not going to get me paid. Yeah, I mean, t two things. Like you said, it depends. Everyone's situation's different, right? If you have kids and you can't take the risk, like I get it. So then it has to be a side hustle, but it's got to yeah. be a committed side hustle, right. right? And in some cases, it's just fear that's mm -hmm. holding people back, right? Fear. It's it's they they don't want to quit. Like if you're working at you know uh, uh, Olive Garden and you're making a g decent living and you can support yourself, but you hate it and you want to start podcasting. There's something to be said about if you're working somewhere 40 hours a week, right? And you don't like it. And you, let's just use podcasting as an example. And you, you think like, if I had a podcast, I could be successful if I could only, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if you've got 40 hours, it's the same thing. It's only your brain makes it different, right? You're at Olive Garden, you're a server, Come dessert, you got to sell uh, cheesecake or whatever. And maybe you're getting a bonus for selling the Black Forest cake or whatever it is, right? There's are running a little competition or a little sales thing in the back or whatever. And you're going to get 100 Whoever sells the most case get $100 more or whatever it is, right? Or it's just going to up your tip at the end, right? Because the check is more. So if four people get desserts, another 25, 30 bucks. That so means 20% on top of that. You make, you know, six bucks more and times that by 10 tables is an extra 60 a night. It's an extra 300 a week. You know, it adds up, right? Yeah. It's an extra 1200 a month and that's the nicer apartment or whatever it is, right? If you take that eight hours a day times 40 hours, now you've got 40 hours a week and you're not at that restaurant anymore, that's 40 hours a week you have to find a sponsor for exactly what you're making a month. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good you, point. You've got to have the balls to do it, but you can do it. It's like there's a reason why they say like, you know, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, right? It's like because when your back is against the wall, you're going to make it work. Now, yeah, it, you could fail. Of course, but you could also get fired from Olive Garden tomorrow. Yeah. You don't know, right? Your sister just went through it. Oh, yeah. Right? And it company, happens Company quick. got sold and now her life's upside down. So it's like you can crawl into a ball and go fetal and just sulk and cry, or you can come out swinging and play offense, right? You got to play offense. So, I mean, to people that, you know, sure, if you've got three kids or whatever, or whatever your everyone's situation is different. So... You can't, it's unfair to just say, well, just quit and go it's for it. It's not like that. Right. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I think it is case by case, but it's really important. I think that people under, understand the difference of, am I using, am I playing into fear and using fear as my crutch to keep me locked into something I don't want to do out of fear of failing or whatever it might be? You, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like bet on yourself. Like before you had the Olive Garden gig, where were you? You had to transition from somewhere to Olive Garden that either maybe it went smooth because you were lucky or maybe you were, you know, you were upside down for a minute, whatever it is. I don't know, you know, but it's like, even like you just said, you're, you have a couple jobs that don't, aren't in line with fearless, right? So take the nightclub gig, right? 
But the flip side of that is you never know who you're going to wait on. You experienced it, right? Um, You never know who you're going to wait on. And maybe that person becomes a podcast guest. I know it's dicey for you because you can't cross, Mm -hmm. but you know, let's just say you click with a, with a customer and he's, he's firing off, you know, five or six bottles and you just, you know, instinctively, I can ask this guy or girl if they would like to be on my podcast. Like, you know, like sometimes Mm -hmm. like without getting in trouble, right? Oh, for sure. Right. So it's like, that can also be an opportunity. You know, I had a friend, he worked at at a car dealership and I used to tell him, like, dude, do you understand? Because he had he had other aspirations, right? And I was like, do you understand? You have contact. You come in contact in Beverly Hills at a Mercedes dealership. You name it. Name the celebrity. And they come in there. From De Niro to Stallone to Arnold. Name the celebrity that lives in Beverly Hills, Bel Air, Brentwood, that want a Mercedes. They go to Beverly Hills, Mercedes. It's proximity. Right? So now you've got someone, you have a captive audience you're the last person they see in the car buying process. You're in the happy zone. You're in the, they're signing the, sign here an initial, sign here an initial, here's your keys. You're the guy that hands them keys, right? That is such a golden opportunity for networking. Now I get it. You're not supposed to cross the line. You're not supposed to, do, I get it. But you've got, you've got the access to name, phone number, and email. It's on you to figure out how to, how to make that dance where you don't get fired. And in some cases, it might be worth, once you build up enough of a database, it might be worth getting fired. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. But, you know, like it, everything, it's all about the funnel, right? It's all about the network. So if you have people that can lead to a stronger network, use it. Then like you have that. Right. You know? And that's not something to be looked down upon too because no. you do have the people who are like, oh, well, I don't have access to a network. Well, you have the potential to put yourself into a network. For sure. Even if it's not like a crazy social media network. Like I know, like, oh, well, you have a social media following that got built. I'm like, yeah, but I built it from making content. Right. Like it wasn't built from someone else giving it to me. It wasn't like, it wasn't bought. It was because I decided to take a shot and put videos out there. Right. And it just kind of rolled with it. So if you really believe in yourself enough... And you bet on yourself, like you said, because there's plenty of people out there who are betting against you right now, yeah. whether you hear it or not. For sure. You have to bet on yourself. Yeah. And when, when I had my PR firm, I used to tell everyone the all the answers to your pro because I used to tell them, you know, you guys have to bring in clients. Like it's one thing for you to service the clients and you know, you're pitching different athletes to magazines or TV shows or whatever. That's cool. But you gotta bring in clients. And they'd all say, like, well, you know, the same thing. I'm not good at sales. I'm like, of course you are. You're in sales every day. When you're pitching track star Olympic gold medalist Maurice Green to uh, a non-sports magazine to do like a lifestyle shoot, you're in sales. Just because no money changed hands, don't think you're not in sales. You're selling Maurice Green to Razor magazine. That's a sale. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be some like tangible, like I'm selling you this coffee. Correct. Like that's not, it's not like that. And I used to tell them all, so when I say like go hustle up some business, go get some clients, all the answers I used to say are in your cell phone. I don't care if you got 50 contacts. I don't care if you got 5,000 contacts. All the answers are in your cell phone. So when people say, like, I don't have a network or I don't know this or you have a famous dad or whatever it is, like that's fucking nonsense. Like that's absolute nonsense. You know, you, you know someone that knows someone that knows someone. Go find them. Yeah. You can find them. You know, it's like Gary V. you know, he, he used to say, um, uh, uh, you know, bring value, right? Don't worry about 
what your your goal is. Your goal is you're you want podcast sponsors now, right? You need guests and sponsors. That's what you need, mm -hmm. right? Okay. What can you do for other people that then you're in the like I came from PR. That's the favor business, right? Yeah, for right? sure. You what can you, Christina Lauren, bring X, Y, and Z to someone, right? That then now they owe you. And sometimes it doesn't pay back, by the way, yeah. right? Oh, for sometimes sure. it's thankless, whatever. And that's okay too. But if you keep going through that exercise and it's like, where can I bring value to whoever it is? It will come back to you. Right. I live that. But that, and that's the genuine, like authentic way of doing things as right. well. Like you're not looking at it as like, I don't like that. You just saying that sounds so organic because you are also providing something to someone else. It's not like, let me go find somebody who can do something for me. It's like, maybe I can help them in some way. Right. And that's literally, that's how I've gotten to how, where I, where I'm at right now. Right. That was my first thought with every conversation. I'm like, I wonder how I can help them. Right. Even like when I reached out to some of these companies, I'm like, I wonder if my network would be good for them mm -hmm. and not in a selfish way, but I'm like, this could be a great business exchange, not just like, what can you give to me? Right. Because there's a lot of fucking entitlement out there now too. I don't feel like I deserve anybody handing me money to be like, here, go make this podcast grow. It's like, I want someone to believe in the podcast. Sure. And want that to be good for them too. Right. I mean, that's how you guys believed in me too. So yeah, that, exactly. and I think that's how people need to look at their businesses too. It's like not, don't go out there and just find someone to hand you money. Like right. find someone out there who you can actually connect with and have that like really good relationship because right. building relationships is how you build success. We're a perfect example. Yeah. We really, really are a perfect is. example. Like, <laughs> like, you know, I met you, I saw you on fitness junkie. I was like, wow, this girl's good. She should have a podcast, brought you in, talk to you and like, boom. And it's like, it doesn't, it never occurs to me like, well, what does sticky paws get out of it? It doesn't matter. Like it's, we'll figure it out. And yeah. even just this is worth it. Yeah. And you that's, know? and that's crazy too. Cause like, I remember that day when I came in here and she was like, you should meet with John. I was like, oh fuck. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to say to him. Like, I don't even know what I, I don't really know what I have here. Right. But that little like risk was like. You're like, okay, I like this. I'm like, you do? Like, <laughs> like, well, right. Great. Right. But, but it's true. And, it, and that led to you like advising me on a lot of things. And I remember you got, you guys laugh all the time because you say that I sit here like someone that you didn't meet two years ago. Like this is a yeah, different Yeah, you're person. like a podcasting queen now in that's my eyes. Just, that's it, just so weird to me yeah. because it's just like. I remember your first show. It's you and Christian and, and then Megan. Uh, Megan. And I remember I poked my head in here and you guys getting ready to start. And I saw you talking and whatever. And I remember I said, I don't remember specifically, but I remember I said like, can I chime in? And you were yeah. like, you were like, please. <laughs> <laughs> right. I remember because you guys help. were overthinking it. Yeah. And I was basically like, it's, this is, it's lunch without the food. That's yeah. all this is. What yeah. are you talking about at the lunch table or dinner table? What are you talking about before the food arrives? That's yeah. all this is. I think if any of you can take anything from this podcast, it's to take some like messy action with your goals and with your what you're excited about. And that will lead to something really beautiful in the end. And I, I'm really, really glad that I had people in my corner to kind of like like push me along because there's been a few times that I've fallen off track and mm -hmm. I've like taken a step back and been like, Oh fuck, I don't know if I can do this or yeah. I don't know if it's enough. And I wind up back in this chair yeah. again and again. And I'm like, there's life happens. Life does happen, but yeah. you can't really give up on the thing that makes you like, 
yeah. excited. So I'm really glad we had this conversation. Now I actually feel even more fired up than I was before. And I'm like, I should probably go write some emails now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But thank you for taking the time. Yeah. I really, really love this conversation. Looking forward to seeing this studio just continue to grow. Just so. wait till you see what's coming next. Yeah. You just wait, Christina. Yeah. Just give me, give yeah. me three months, three months. Just watch. Yeah. You'll see. You're going to be I, real happy. I'm excited. So yeah. for those of you who are, are following, um, John and Adam host the Action Junkies podcast. There's a few other podcasts that we have here at the studio. So make sure you go follow Sticky Paws Studios and see what we have coming up because it's going to be really exciting. All right. Thank yeah. you. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>